0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Agency Profit Podcast. I always say I'm excited about today's episode, but I'm a little bit more excited than usual today because when I started the show, of course, as you do when you start something, you, especially a, a podcast based with interviews, you have this list of people that you'd really love to have on the show someday. And Today, we have one of those folks joining us. He's been in the marketing space for over 30 years, running his own firm for 25 of those, and has almost come up on 10 years here of running AMI, the Agency Management Institute. He's the host of podcast that I'm sure most of you are familiar with. But for those of you who aren't, definitely check the show notes and go listen to the show. It's called Build a Better Agency Podcast. It is one of the top podcasts in our space. It's got tons of amazing ratings. and It's one that I've been listening to since I started, since before I started the Agency Profit Podcast. And he's here today to share what he's learned from spending his entire life building and helping others build successful, profitable agencies. With all of that, thank you so much for joining us today, Drew McClellan.
1: Uh, It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: So with that, I've given everyone a little bit of context on who you are and what you do, but I'd love to give you a chance to, in your own words, kind of explain what it is that you're doing over at the Agency Management Institute.
1: Yeah. So as you said, um, I still own my own agency. So we're 25 uh, as of the recording of this episode in 2020. And um, early on... you know, I, when I started my agency, I was 30 years old. And I, I say that I was the perfect combination of arrogant and ignorant. I was like, how hard can it be to run an agency? And when I stepped out and started my own agency, uh, I realized very quickly how hard it was. I was great at the client facing stuff, but the bus- running the business of the business was hard. And um, so I found an organization uh, very quickly that taught me everything about how to understand the business of your agency. And so that, that organization was actually the precursor to Agency Management Institute. So I was a member, I sound like one of those hair club commercials, but I was a member of AMI before I bought it. Um, so fast forward you know, to uh, 15 years ago and the founder of that organization wanted to retire and he approached me and he said, Drew, I think you're the guy Uh, to buy this and to take it to the next level. And for about two years, we talked about it. I wasn't sure I really wanted a second uh, risky business. Um, (laughs) But anyway, I ended up buying the precursor, rebranded an agency management institute. And now we spend really 365 days a year sort of surrounding agency owners with information that helps them understand the business of their business better. So we say that our job is to help them make more money and keep more of the money they make, and that allows them to be more stable and more scalable, and if they want to down the road, uh, more sellable. Hmm.
0: Very topical for the agency profit podcast, of course. So yes, we're glad right. you're here. Now you've spent you know a decade running, uh, or well, we're coming up on that almost uh, ten years. What are you going to do yeah. for the ten year anniversary?
1: Yeah, well, you know it's interesting. Um, what I it wasn't planned, but we had planned this huge there's no conference for really small to mid-sized agencies. And so I had sort of avoided uh, well the nagging in my head for years. And finally in 2020 decided I'm gonna launch an international conference for small to mid-sized agencies. And my definition of small to mid-sized are agencies that have no to maybe a couple employees to agencies that have about a hundred employees. Mm-hmm. And um, so of course, in the middle of a pandemic, Uh, was when my conference was supposed to start. So we it was supposed to be in May of 2020. We've now moved it to August of 2021. So I guess that'll be the 10-year celebration is bringing a few hundred agency owners together to talk about the business of their business.
0: What better way to celebrate a decade of helping them grow? So you've worked with how many agencies at this point? It's got to be hundreds, maybe thousands.
1: Oh yeah, we serve about 250 agencies a year. And when I say serve, what I mean is we see their full financials. So we we are in the underbelly of their business for sure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so what you, is that? A couple thousand probably by now?
0: Crazy. So a, a huge sample size, you know, for context, everyone listening, when we start talking about the numbers and the things that Drew yeah. has seen, you know, th- this is what we're talking about. You've really seen a, a strong sample of what this market looks like over, you know, this period of time. So with that, What are some of the most common mistakes and challenges that you've seen your clients struggle with year after year after year um, that you tend to keep continuing to help them through?
1: Yeah, I I think the biggest barrier for agency owners is that none of us went to school, most of us anyway, didn't go to school and get an MBA in finance or things like that. And beyond that, our advisors have been generalists. They're general lawyers, they're general CPAs. And agency math is different and agency metrics are different. And so most agency owners are in essence running their agency blind until they really understand how the agency math works and the metrics and the KPIs that matter. So most agencies, for example, one of the biggest mistakes they make is they care about gross billings. Gross billings are a vanity number. They mean nothing to an agency owner. You've got to look at your adjusted gross income. And the way you calculate that is you've got your gross billings minus all of your cost of goods, including your contractors. Anybody who does not get a regular paycheck from you is a cost of goods. I don't care what your CPA says. They are a cost of goods because they're a variable cost. You don't just keep giving them money, even if you don't have projects for them to do. So you've got your gross billings minus your cost of goods, including contractors and what's left. Is your adjusted gross income, and that's the number. That is the magic number that you have to know every month to run your business profitably.
0: And most agency key. owners don't. Yeah, you're totally right, and it's it's funny. Like you, you are basically the the father of this number as far as how it's being used now yeah. in our industry, and it's a number that. I use every day with our clients is something I talk about all the time. And really you're the person that's kind of formalized that number. So help our listeners understand why that number is so fundamental and why it's a number that's used to calculate all kinds of important things, like how efficiently we earn our revenue, or if we're spending the right amounts of money in the different areas of the business, why is it such a fundamental number and and how do we use it?
1: Yeah. So, so, Basically what AGI is, is AGI is the money that comes into the agency that the agency owner gets to keep and spend how he or she sees fit. The rest of the money comes into the agency, passes through us and passes right back out. So adjusted gross income has to cover loaded salaries. So salaries and benefits, it has to cover all of our overhead expenses. And then hopefully if we're running the business well, there's profit at the end that allows us to pay taxes, reinvest in the agency, give us ourselves as an agency owner dividends or reward for being an owner, um, and uh, and hopefully bonus our people. But if you don't understand what that number is, then you can't properly understand how much you can afford in terms of how many employees and what can you afford to pay them? What What level of overhead can you sustain in terms of office space or travel or whatever it may be? But if you don't have the AGI, then you can't you can't run any of the calculations. So the, the sort of side number to AGI is fifty five, twenty five, twenty. So a well-run agency will spend 55% of their adjusted gross income on loaded salaries, including the owner's paycheck. So what, one of the things agency owners don't understand is they get paid two ways because they have two jobs. So your day job acting as the president of the agency or the biz dev person for the agency or whatever your role is, head of account service, whatever it is, you get a paycheck for that. And that paycheck should be uh, sort of equivalent to what you would pay someone else to do that work. That's, we get paid for our work and then our dividends or distributions come out of the profit of the business. That's the reward we get for taking the risk of being a business owner. So one is basically we're paying ourselves like an employee and the other is the benefit of being an uh, of an owner. So in the 55%, that's my daily paycheck should go in that as an agency owner. So that's loaded salaries. So that's benefits, health insurance, whatever it is that you give your people, including yourself. And then 25% for overhead. So that's everything from rent and car allowance and cell phones and lawyers and all that sort of stuff. And then 20%, should be tax should be profit before taxes and then that that's where you're going to take your distributions from <clears throat> excuse me that's where you're going to take your employees bonuses from all of that comes out of the profit
0: there you go 55 25 20 uh, totally in line with, I think like all the stuff that we've been talking about. um, And I know you've got a ton of resources. I want to just take a moment to just say, if you haven't gone to Drew's website, if you haven't followed the podcast, the amount of content resources, you know, free stuff that you're giving away there, highly recommend that if you're listening, go in the show notes, check that out. We'll also have some information on that event that's coming up in 2021, which sounds exciting. Um, And we also have a toolkit on paraketo.com. You'll hear about it in the mid-roll, but it's got a cheat sheet with a lot of stuff that Drew's talked about here, AGI and how to calculate that, what the correct proportions of overhead look like as, as a Uh, reference to that. Um, so super, super critical number if you're not calculating it today to start getting a handle on. So I'm curious, Drew, what are some of the other metrics that you often get your clients to track to help them, you know, stay profitable and scalable?
1: Yeah. So one of the, one of the other biggest mistakes agency owners make is that they, most agencies are overstaffed and they're overstaffed because the agency owner does not have a, uh, objective way of knowing if they should hire another person. And so somebody comes to them and says, we can't possibly do any more work. We're swamped. We're buried. We have to hire a new fill in the blank for the position. And the agency owner goes, oh, okay. Well, my, my creative director says we need an art director, another art director. So I'll hire one. So one of the key metrics, because one, if an agency is bleeding anywhere, it's out of the 55 number. Like when we start working with agencies, a lot of times that 55 number when we calculate it is 82% or 77%. And they wonder why they're not making any money at the end of the day. So one of the key metrics is you should have $150,000 of AGI for every full-time equivalent, including you, the owner. So, you know, you've got to have a $1.5 million of AGI to have 10 employees. So most agency owners, most agencies are overstaffed by, I would say, at least 10%. Mm -hmm. Um, And so one of the key metrics around that is, is you've got to make sure that your AGI per FTE and your AGI per salary is in line with that 55%. Otherwise, it's going to be very difficult for you to squeak any profit out of you.
0: Right. Yeah. So that's a really simple way to kind of get a gauge on, are we earning our revenue efficiently enough right. as a business and, and probably a good forcing function for you to figure out ways to either adjust your pricing or adjust your process to try and get efficient enough to to fall in line there and get into a balance.
1: Well, and and the companion uh, metric to that is when you look at your agency as a whole, so including non-billable people, including the owner, you, and you look at the number of billable hours. So I'm assuming that everyone is tracking time, not because that's how you bill, but it's because it's how you measure efficiency. Um, But 75% of all of everybody's time, the aggregate whole needs to be spent on billable tasks. And 60% of, of everybody's time needs to actually be billed to a client. Again, when we step in and start working with an agency, their numbers are typically, instead of being at 60%, they're in the low 40s. So that immediately tells them that A, they're overstaffed. B, they may not be as efficient as possible. Their process may need improvement. C, my guess is their estimates stink. And so they're giving away a ton of free work because they always underestimate how much the work has, how much work it takes to get the work done. So those are some key metrics that immediately, in an instant, can tell you how healthy your agency is.
0: Mm. It's a huge insight and I know you know my experience has been when we start having this conversation with a client um, or a new user of our software, there's usually this like 80-20 of, there's gonna be 20% of the insights that you get in the first month or two that you start looking at this information that are gonna give you 80% of the upside in terms of improving your profitability, stabilizing yeah. the business. Um, and so if you haven't started looking into this stuff yet, Do yourself a favor and just try it for a couple of months. And I promise you, you will get punched in the face with some very helpful reality very early on in that process.
1: Yeah, it's it's can often be horrifying. I mean, you have to be prepared that you're not running as tight a ship as you think you are. The good news is it's all fixable. And once you understand the math of it and the metrics, you know which dials to tweak to get it right.
0: So with that, we've talked a little bit about the metrics, but I want to take a step back and understand, you know, when you start working with a new client, what does that process typically look like that you're trying to take them through to go from a place where, you know, maybe they've figured out how to sell the work, but they're still like, why why do we not have any money in our bank account? (laughs) Why are we still struggling to make payroll? Um, What's the process typically that you like to take them through to try and get out of that and into a place where they're cash flowing their growth and feeling good about that?
1: Yeah, it, it starts with diagnosis, right? So we have all of these metrics. And in most cases, when an agency comes to us, they haven't, they haven't run their business based on these metrics. And in many cases, they're not even familiar with them. So, so we gather up their financials for the last couple of years. We run them through you know, the spreadsheets and all of that. And then we can very quickly point to sort of where they're leaking money or where the problems are. Because typically what happens is someone calls me and says, Drew, we are so busy, but we're not making any money, I can't figure out why. That's, right. that's the entree into the conversation, right? So our first job is to figure out why they're not making money. And then it's to sort of prioritize, okay, we have too many people for the amount of AGI we're billing. So let's figure out, is it a, our estimates are all way off, which they often are. So we have to change the way we do estimates. Uh, Is it that our people are not being efficient with their time? For example, we give Babette four hours to do something, but she historically takes eight hours to do it and just sort of disregards that she only has four. So is there process issues? Uh, And then it's a matter of just putting new, uh, sort of like- if you've ever taken a kid bowling and they put those bumpers in the gutters so that the kids never get a gutter ball, it's really about putting these bumpers around the business practices and building a dashboard for the agency owner so they can start every month to see where they're off and then a plan for adjusting. And it, it is not a revolution. You can't fix these problems in a month. It is an evolution, but you can fix a lot of them in a quarter or two quarters.
0: Do you want some free resources to help you measure and improve your profitability? If you do, then I want to tell you about our agency profitability toolkit, which you can grab absolutely free in the show notes or by heading to parakeeto.com forward slash toolkit. It's packed with training videos, cheat sheets, templates, and all kinds of other great resources to help you start measuring and improving the essential metrics that are going to drive better profitability in your business. And it's helped thousands of other agencies around the world do the same. So I want to encourage you to go and grab a copy of that. And if you'd rather get in the fast lane and just have our team of experts guide you through the process of measuring and improving your profitability, then I want to encourage you to apply for a consultation at parakeeto.com. With that, I want to thank you again for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the episode and I'll let you get back to it. Now, this is the funny thing that I find myself talking to other people about all the time, and I'd love to get your take on it. I think the Band-Aid solution that a lot of folks in the industry will talk about here is, well, just raise your prices. Just raise your prices and all your problems will go away. And sure, that will probably alleviate some of the pressure that you might be experiencing right now by not having great margins, not estimating things properly, eating a lot of your you know, over-servicing costs. But what is the reason that that is not actually a solution? It's more of a painkiller than it is actually a solution for the problem. Um, I, I've got a, an opinion on this, but I'd love to hear yours.
1: Well, I, 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 think you're, I think you're actually masking the problem. The problem isn't, well, in some cases it is your pricing and it's not usually, so agencies kind of across the globe average out at about $150 an hour. And that's in tiny little towns, big cities, New York, doesn't matter. It's about $150 an hour. So it's not the price per hour, not that we actually charge by the hour for the most part. It's the number of hours we think the work is going to take and the number of hours it actually takes. So if you can raise your prices. And I actually think the most dangerous time for an agency is when they are financially fat and happy, when they're making so much money that they get sloppy about the work. They get sloppy about the mechanics. They're not paying attention to how efficient they are. That's when everything sort of breaks down. So I believe it's not about, one of the solutions may be raising your prices, but there's a problem underneath that that you still have to figure out and solve. Otherwise, that problem is going to bubble up and blister in other places. And it's still going to impact long-term your profitability. You can short-term fix it by raising prices and that's assuming that the market will tolerate your price increase which is not right. always the case certainly as the world is dealing with a recession and all of that all of a sudden being the most expensive game in town may not be to your advantage
0: yeah yeah and i think the the thing i want to add to that is that when you think about operationally all the systems that you're building they're pretty much all built on your ability to accurately estimate client work. Resource planning, capacity management, forecasting, profitability, All of that is a proxy of we are able to make a fairly accurate assumption at the beginning of this project about what's going to be required to get it done. So if that's shaky foundation and you start growing fast, that's when you're really going to start to feel this and your operations manager is going to be knocking on your door saying, we need to fix this because I can't do my job uh, without having some level of data to work with here to build these systems that we need. Um, And I'm sure you've seen this as well, right, where we hit a growth ceiling as an agency because the founder now can't develop the insights and the metrics to start, you know, empowering their leadership team to do their job properly because the data is just not there to do it.
1: Well, the reality is there are what I call breakpoints. So an agency at, at about 12 people, every system and process that got them to 12 people is now broken if they want to get to 20 people if right. and, and 25 is another 25 to 30 is another inflection point where everything that got you there is broken and you have to reinvent and if you don't have the data to know which systems are broken then you get stuck where you are and it has nothing to do with money it will eventually ch- it will eventually change the money equation but in the beginning that's not where it shows up it shows up operationally but the the financial metrics will give you clues as to which systems need to be reinvented. So you can keep growing.
0: Mm, Yeah, I love that insight. I think this is one of the things that I get pushed back on all the time where it's like, well, the data is not going to give me the answers. It's not going to be perfect. It's not gonna be 100% accurate. And I think we're saying here is that that's not the point. The point is for it to be directionally accurate enough to inform where you need to spend your time and energy as a business owner. Because at scale, you you can't be involved in everything, you have to pick your battles. And this is a, a really good way to be objective about where those investments get made.
1: Yeah, I I don't, I don't just like if you take a kid's temperature and it's 102, that temperature alone doesn't tell you that the kid has the flu or whatever it is, right. but it tells you there's something wrong and where you should investigate. And that's what these metrics are about. They are just like a dashboard on a car. They're an indicator that everything is either running well or something is broken. And now you need to go under the hood and figure out what's broken.
0: So with that, I want to dig in a a little more to estimation, which is something that you talked about. Obviously, I'm a little biased about this because, you know, our whole software is built on this premise that it's it's the foundation of the scalable agency. But I'm curious to know from your experience, what are some of the things that people can do to tighten up that process and set themselves up for success?
1: The problem with estimating in agencies is the, the way that it's done is either we look back at historical data, which we know is going to be a little tainted anyway, because it's based on timesheets. Um, and those aren't 100% accurate because humans do them. Um, and we often don't record the fact that we may record the original estimate, but we don't always record the fact that we went $5,000 over. So sometimes it's based on historical or what happens in an agency is you have a project and you identify all of the things that need to be done. And and literally or figuratively, someone walks around the agency and says, Drew, how many hours is it going to take you to write this thing? Babette, how many hours is it going to take you to project manage that thing? So we go and we gather all of that information. But the problem is, and it's just human nature, but when someone asks me how long it's going to take me to write something... I give them the nirvana answer, which is, I'll say, well, that'll take me about three hours. If I'm not interrupted, if I got enough sleep, if I'm not talking to my kid's teacher at four o'clock because they're going to get kicked out of school, if I'm not worried about my mom's health, if I'm not, if I'm not, if I'm not. But we never live that nirvana life. So by default, when we put together that number of hours, it is always, always under. So your software is a great tool. The, what I call the drew hack is I tell people to uh, figure out, go ahead and talk to Bob and Babette and everybody and get the numbers and then multiply it by 1.3 or 1.5. And that's actually gonna be the number that Mm. is what it's gonna take to get the job done.
0: Yeah, so just bake a contingency right into your model from the start.
1: If, if, If people don't have a tool like yours You've, you've, you have to assume that your estimates are wrong and you yeah. have to assume that um, that you're going to be under and you, and you have to fix that before you open your mouth to the client or send the proposal because then there's no the way most agencies price today is project pricing. So yep. there's no going back on it anymore,
0: right? Yeah, and I man, we see that all the time. Is like the estimates getting put together after the clients already agreed to a price, and it's like, wow, well, that <laughs> that doesn't make any well, sense.
1: <laughs> and, and and you know the other the other part of that is, and this is where agency owners are at fault. Is you go to a client. I'm not a I'm not a fan of a single proposal and a single price, but that's a discussion for another day. But uh, you go to the client, you put the proposal in front of them. And the client goes, yes, I want to do all of that, but ooh, I don't have $25,000. I only have 20. And what the agency owner should say is, okay, well, what can we take away from this that you don't need right now to get you to your budget limit of $20,000? But what most agency owners say is, okay, we'll do it for 20. Yeah. (laughs) So A, our estimate was short to begin with. B, we just took it in the shorts by compromising. And C, and I think the most distressing of this are we've also taught our client that we have no integrity with our pricing and they should always push back every time we put a piece of paper with a number on it in front of them.
0: Hmm. And, and I'm curious to know what should we be thinking about or what should our listeners be thinking about in terms of their kind of target for margin or their target for, you know, profitability on a project per project basis, just so they have a benchmark to aim for as they're putting these numbers together and reconciling that against the, the price.
1: Well, this full circles back to the beginning of our conversation, right? So when they're putting together the estimate, they should be figuring out what are my, what are my hard costs? What are my costs of goods? How much time is it gonna take for me? Have I built in 20% profit? Because again, 55, 25, 20, right? I wanna have at least 20% profit in this job. Out of the AGI of the job, I wanna have twenty-five percent, 20% profit because I'm gonna need the other 80% to cover my payroll and overhead.
0: Right. Yeah, that's pretty in line with how we think about it. When we think gross margin, I think we're usually 50 to 70% is the target we recommend if you're factoring in overhead, obviously, you're kind of working towards your net target, right? There it is. All right. Well, with that, Drew, I know that we're coming up on the time that we've allotted for the interview. For those that are listening that want to consume more of your amazing content, where should they go and find you online?
1: Yeah, agencymanagementinstitute.com is probably the the starting point. You can get to the podcast there. We do a weekly video with a tip for agency owners. I'm also happy to connect with people on LinkedIn or any of the social channels. Um, We're pretty consistently producing content there as well. And they can learn about the Build a Better Agency Summit, which is uh, August 10th and 11th of 2021 on the site. And pretty much all of our workshops and all that stuff is listed there.
0: Awesome. So for those of you listening, check that out in the show notes. We'll have links to the website, the podcast, the summit, Drew's socials, and you'll be able to go and find all that information in there. And with that, Drew, thanks again for taking the time and for bringing so much value to our audience today.
1: You bet. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you've ever found yourself thinking, man, I get so much value from this podcast, I wish there was something I could do to return the favor. Well, today's your lucky day because you can leave us a review wherever you're listening to this and it is incredibly helpful. Of course, if you haven't grabbed a free copy of the Agency Profit Toolkit, go and get that. It's got tons of free resources to help you improve your profitability. If you're looking to get in the fast lane and get help from experts to improve your profitability and measure your most important metrics, then apply for a consultation at paracuta.com. We'd love to chat with you and figure out how we can help. With all of that, thank you so much for being a listener and we will see you on the next episode.